Welcome to Commending and Contending, the podcast of the Gospel Coalition Australia. I'm your host, Jonathan Holt. The Gospel Coalition Australia exists to encourage and assist Australian Christians to remain convinced of the truth and power of the gospel, to commend and contend for the gospel in our lives and our ministries, and to foster connections between individuals, churches, and other ministries so that we can most effectively advance the gospel in Australia. Joining me today is Bill Salia, council member uh, and a longtime servant of TGCA. Bill, welcome to the episode. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. Great to be here. Now, for those of us who maybe haven't ever met you before, Bill, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure, yeah, very briefly. Uh, I'm uh, married. I have uh, three uh, children, uh, all adults now, one still at home, but uh, but very eager to uh, to leave the nest. Uh, my wife is uh, an art teacher, and I'm currently, I, I've had a long kind of uh, history of working with in theological education. I worked at uh, Moore College, uh, teaching in the New Testament department there. I was a principal of YouthWorks College for a while. And now uh, I'm working for uh, GAFCON, uh, which is a uh, international Anglican organization. It's a reform movement within Anglicanism. And I work with uh, theological colleges, uh, trying to facilitate a network of colleges around the world. Uh, where uh, it, it's a network of support, resource sharing. Uh, it's in early days, so we're waiting to see what the Lord will do with it, but uh, meeting a lot of very interesting people. And how has God been encouraging you recently? Well, I, I guess I'm going to point to the work of the network um, and where uh, I, I get to see uh, the work of God uh, overseas. So, for example, in just a few weeks' time, I'm going to be going to um, do some teaching in uh, Madagascar in a place called Toliara, which is in the south of Madagascar. Uh, there is a, a new theological college starting up there, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm helping out uh, with some initial teaching there to, uh, to get that going. But that's in the middle of a very uh, under privileged area, uh, yet God is doing uh, amazing things, their church planting, and one of the reasons the college has had to start is because uh, they have uh, more congregations than they can provide leaders for, so their real dilemma is um, do they appoint leaders without training or, or what do they do, you know? Um, so uh, it's just a just a great place to be in. And the, the, the guy there that runs it, a guy called uh, Bertier, uh, is just a, a wonderful example of a person whom God has kind of plucked out of nowhere, uh, raised, uh, uh, helped him to see kind of biblical truth, and now he's running a college, you know? Uh, extraordinary guy, lots of resources, um, and I, I call all these guys uh, Rumpelstiltskin because they're all spinning gold out of straw. You know, they have very few resources, yet with the Lord's help, uh, they are really doing an amazing thing. And this story is repeated around the world, and I have the privilege of, of meeting and talking with people who are doing this and whom God is using. When we're commending and contending for the gospel, it's really important that uh, the love of God fill us. You've been doing some reading and thinking in this area. Why is it that the love of God impacts us so much when it comes to commending and contending? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really good question. And uh, I think um, a, a couple of things. Uh, you won't contend for that which you don't think is worthwhile. <laughs> and uh, and so the love of God, particularly expressed, of course, in the work of Christ, it's part of that whole complex and God's plan right the way through. Uh, if we if we get that, um, we we will contend for the gospel uh, and, uh, and work it. I mean, Paul talks about in, I think it's 2 Corinthians, the love of Christ compels us. 
because we're convinced that one died for all. So he sees the love of God very much at the heart of uh, contending for the gospel. And then uh, if we're going to commend the gospel, uh, what more could we commend than to say that the creator of the universe uh, loves you, uh, loved you before the creation of the world, uh, loves you while you were still a sinner and has given his son for you. Uh, and so I think the love of God, I think Paul would, <laughs> obviously Paul would agree with this, but we'll talk about that in a moment. But the love of God takes us to the very heart of, of commending and contending. And of course, with the Gospel Coalition, we're also interested in connecting. The, the love of God poured out through us enables us to think about connections with other people as well. So I, I think I mean, it's, it's kind of Christianity 101. I mean, who, what, what Christian doesn't know that God loves them? But it's, it's apprehending that and, uh, and, and having it, I guess, drive deep into our psyches and, and transforming our personalities and our hearts. That's the kind of, it's not the trick, but you, you know the expression, that's the trick. <laughs> yeah. And what have you found in reading and thinking through this, praying through this, that's helped you to really absorb, apprehend that immense love of God being particularly for you? Yeah, that, that's that's a really good question. I mean, obviously, the first place is the scriptures. Uh, and so I've been meditating on verses which talk about God's loving kindness, that little expression all the way through the New Testament. Uh, I then look at, uh, say, a passage like Ephesians 2 that talks about uh, God who in, who is rich in mercy out of the great love with which he loved us, even while we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Paul in Romans says God shows his love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Similar things in Titus 2. Uh, but I think the the, the, one, the, the prayer the, the prayer of Paul that I've been really kind of meditating on uh, comes in uh, Ephesians chapter 3, where um, Paul uh, prays for the Ephesians. And he asks that they'll be strengthened in their inner being uh, with power through the spirit that Christ may dwell in their hearts. And all oh, that's great. Then he goes on to say, and I pray that you will have power to comprehend with all the saints. That's I, I gather that's all believers through all space and time uh, to comprehend what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ. And so his prayer right there is that we might know how much God loves us in Christ or how much Christ loves us. Kind of hard to do the Trinitarian thing here. Uh, so uh, and and then he says that that love surpasses knowledge. So he's kind of asking us to pray that we will comprehend the incomprehensible. Uh, and so I, I think there is the dilemma. We we find it hard sometimes to think uh, how much God loves us, and and even perhaps God loves us. Some people will struggle with that. And and yet Paul says that is the key to be being filled with the fullness of God is to apprehend and comprehend that love that is there for us. Uh, and so, uh, so the scriptures really helpful uh, in uh, in meditating on that. And I've actually been praying uh, a version of that prayer for myself, uh, quite almost daily for a couple of months now, just to uh, to um, to remind myself to uh, obviously to ask God to answer that prayer. Uh, but it just strikes me that if uh, Paul prays for that there in Ephesians, it's probably a good prayer all the way around. Then the other thing um, I found that was really helpful was uh, I came across a, a book of uh, Puritan prayers rewritten by Tim Chester called Into His Presence. And uh, I actually haven't got past the first prayer, <laughs> uh, which is a prayer called Kind and Tender. And uh, this is a prayer that puts into words uh, some of the, the thinking that I've been noticing in the scriptures about this. It's basically a prayer that we may understand the love of God. Uh, and uh, and he, he says a couple of really interesting things. He like John, it's by the Puritan John Owen. 
who I always thought was, you know, kind of one of those you know, Guy Ritchie figures, you know, the movie character, like a real tough nut. But this is just a beautiful prayer, uh, helping it, praying that we might know God's fatherly heart towards us, that our minds may know it, our wills may embrace it, our affections be filled with it, that we be bound with the cords of this love. And then it goes on to talk about how this is God's pleasure. And so it's it's a really uh, helpful prayer, not only to pray, uh, and I've been praying again this quite regularly since I've got the book, but also to meditate on it. And then at a couple of points through there, he points to uh, some of the, the issues we might have with the love of the Father. So one of the petitions he says is, may we not look upon you as a frowning father? And, and this kind of maybe takes us to our experience of our own fathers, which is often mingled with disappointment and disapproval. And we can easily project that onto God uh, because we're very aware of our own sin. But he says, may we not look upon you as a frowning father, but a father who is most kind and tender. And so then I'm taken to those verses in the scriptures that talks about, uh, you know, we can be confident in prayer because we have a father who will give us, what is it, uh, bread, not stones and eggs, not snakes, you know, that, that kind of thing. I think I've got the passage there, right? And then uh, in, in the middle of the second half, he, he says, uh, flesh and blood are so apt to have hard thoughts of you. And again, I think that could be often the experience of, of God, maybe not Jesus. People sometimes like Jesus, don't like God. Um, but uh, we're afraid to think well of you, he says. And we can be afraid to think well of God because, uh, again, of our sin, uh, because of sometimes it's the circumstances around us, which we, we might blame God for. Uh, lots of different reasons. Or, or even, he, as uh, Owen goes on to pray, we think it a boldness to look on you as good, gracious, tender, kind and loving. How could we creatures possibly think of God that way? Yet, of course, um, this is the gospel, that, uh, that this is the love of God expressed to us in Christ. Uh, that, that is exactly this. And, and then the prayer finishes where uh, Paul, of course, goes both times in the scriptures I've mentioned in Ephesians and Titus. How do we know God loves us? Well, he points us to the cross of Christ. And um, and so, you know, th that, that whole complex, that, I've just given you a massive mouthful there, Jonathan, I'm sorry. But, uh, but the, the, the scriptures and then really distilled into that prayer of John Owen have been uh, really fueling my thinking about this quite recently. And how have you found even just in your own heart, your own mind, as you pray that prayer regularly and, and meditate on that, what have you noticed in yourself responding to the love of God? Well, I think what it's forced me to do a little bit is to think back uh, over some of the reasons why I might be hesitant about uh, expressing God's love. Uh, I'm a I'm of a, of a certain age and a certain, uh, you know, kind of uh, generation, which and love wasn't the language of my home. Uh, and so I think I've probably struggled at times in pastoral ministry uh, to be as loving as I might. I remember praying a prayer when I first became a Christian, you know, 30, 40 years ago, whatever it was. I was praying constantly that God would make me more loving uh, because I realized that this was not my language and not my natural posture. Uh, and uh, and I think 30 years too late, <laughs> this is the prayer I should have been praying, uh, you know, the, the, not the other prayer wasn't a bad one, but uh, but but it, it starts with that motivation. So I uh, I so what what have I noticed? Uh, I've been thinking more about my sin, 
uh, and uh, and be more appreciative of forgiveness uh, as a result. Uh, and trying to, uh, I guess, uh, deal with some of the sins of the past that pop up in your mind. You know, I don't know if you've had that experience, you know, three in the morning, you suddenly cast your mind back and, and realizing again that God has forgiven me and understanding the freedom and the liberation that comes from that uh, and, uh, and, and trying to move away from some of that shame. Um, I'd like to say uh, it's been reflected in my relationships, but I can't say that because that's really for others to decide, <laughs> you know, as uh, as we come. But uh, but also I, I feel at times, I, I don't know, again, people will probably realise that, you know, Christianity's on the nose a little bit. Um, but I'm hearing uh, afresh when people say we've got a good news story to share, I'm now more convinced that this is a good news story that, uh, you know, that, that and this is goes into the commending or contending and commending, really, that uh, we do have a gospel. It's of, of God's incredible love, uh, a love that he didn't need to give us, as John Owen puts in the uh, in the uh, in the prayer. God was perfectly happy, Father, Son and Spirit loving one another. And that love spills out. And so he didn't need to love us because we were going to love him back or anything like that. So, you know, all those kind of thoughts, uh, I guess, uh, are, are boosting my confidence in the gospel message. And as I say, I, I'm hoping uh, that uh, in, in, in being filled with the fullness of God, that earlier prayer of 30 years ago of being more loving is continuing to be answered. Bill, what's a resource on the Gospel Coalition Australia website that you can recommend listeners go and check out? Yeah, I know you asked for one, but I'm going to give you three. I'm going to be a little greedy. <laughs> and so I, I, I'll, the first one takes us back to 2016. It's a little article by Murray Campbell uh, called The Compelling Love of Christ. And he really picks up that thought uh, of how the love of God for us expressed in Christ shows us how to contend. And uh, Murray's a terrific writer, and uh, I found that really helpful. Uh, forward a little bit to an article by uh, Chris Thomas, uh, he wrote an article in 2019 called Father's Love in a Pixar World. Now, I like this because he refers to kind of movies and media, really get that. Uh, and he picks up on the idea uh, from uh, the movie Finding Nemo, and he just meditates for a moment on, on that idea of being tempted to relate to God as a disappointed father because uh, he was picking up on the, the Disney frame, uh, frame where, where fathers are generally disappointed with their children one way or another, and, and how, uh, how we're free uh, from the uh, need to live to win God's approval because he's already approved of us in Christ. Now, that doesn't mean we don't look at renovating our lives or anything like that, but, but there's a square one, there's a foundation block, and I think Chris was very helpful on that. And then something, I guess, a more direct meditation directly on the topic we've been talking about is a little article, or a good article, I keep saying little article, they're, they're, good, they're substantial articles, by Ben George uh, in 2021 uh, on God's emotional love, and uh, he takes us to the story of Hosea, which uh, I, one of those Old Testament prophets that uh, that really... Uh, shows us uh, God's, you know, we see God's heart for his people, Israel, there as a precursor to what we've been talking about in the New Testament. But certainly, uh, you know, we, we see it all there. So those three articles I found uh, would be well worth uh, a, a, a second look at uh, or a third look if you've already done it twice. Yeah, thanks, Bill. They're good recommendations. Uh, we'll put links to each of those in the show notes for this episode. Bill, thanks for coming on and being a guest on Commending and Contending. My pleasure, uh, Jonathan, and uh, it's been great talking with you. This podcast is made by the Gospel Coalition in Australia. You can help us by sharing this episode uh, with people in your Bible study group or friends at church. And you can help us by going to our website and making a donation to grow the networks of Australian voices speaking the gospel to Australians.